how to invest 10K. I get asked daily, hey, Rob, how do you invest 5K, 10K, 20K, 50K, 100K, 200K, 500K, a million plus? And actually, it's not the same answer at each point, depending on how much you've got. So this might be the first of a multiple series on how, the how to invest series. But now let's start and get straight in with the best way to invest 10K. Now, of course, I have to do the caveats of this is not financial advice. It's my financial opinion. And uh, I've done more than 120 million in revenue just from my training companies. I have an eight figure property portfolio, a seven figure income from those. I do seven figures in revenue from my personal brand. I invest in pretty much anything I can. Don't have any moon rock yet or any Mars land. But other than that, I, I do a lot of investments myself. So that's my qualification. But go and do your own research. There you go. That part's now covered. So if you've got 10 grand or there or thereabouts, you, whenever you invest some money, you ideally want to be diversified especially if that's the only money you have to invest. So if, for example, you wanted to invest 10K, but you've got 100K, well, you could put 10K into one asset class because you've still got 90K. So you're not all in. When it comes to investing, you don't want to be overexposed by being in one single asset. Now, even though, for example, I have 1,100 tenants across hundreds of properties and property has made me tens of millions of pounds, that's not even exaggeration, that's an under-exaggeration, I still don't want to be all in on property. Because what if there's a massive property crash? What if property laws and rights change? What if the banks want to call in the loans? You know, there's, there's some what-ifs. Now, I know they're a bit doomsday-ish, but they're a genuine what-ifs. So the first rule of investing is you don't want to be all in on one class. Now, when you have 10 grand, it's hard to diversify, isn't it? Because 10 grand doesn't go very far. But I've worked out a little plan for you, which actually I think is a pretty solid use of 10 grand. So as well as being diversified, paradoxically, you don't want to be so diversified that you're thin and you don't get enough compounding or velocity of your money. So, you know, if you're going to put 100 pound into or dollars into a hundred different asset classes that's too diversified so when it comes to diversification you probably want to be i'm thinking three to five different asset classes would probably be safe but not too thin now of course that's generic and if you've got a hundred million or a thousand it's easier to be more diversified in more asset classes now I also think it's important to be a mixture between physical and digital and a mixture of decentralized and centralized and a mixture of capital and income. Now, by the way, if I'm starting to speak a bit fast and put too much in of your 10 grand, I reckon you want 20 percent of that or 30 percent of that in physical assets. So a physical asset, for example, would be gold. A physical asset might be a watch, something physical, something material. Now, why do you want? Now, by the way, uh, property and real estate is physical, but 10 grand is not going to get you very far, especially 20% of 10 grand. So we're not there yet. Although if any of you do know property, two to three grand will probably get you a rent to rent property if you know what that is. So that's something you could think about, but I'm not going to talk about that here. So why would you want a physical asset and maybe not just put it all in the stock market? Because when currency is 
being debased and devalued and when inflation is really high, anything linked to cash and money is going down in value. And the less trust there is in banks and currency in the system, the more physical material assets like silver and gold, etc., tend to do well. Because if there's a revolution and, you know, there's million dollar notes that are actually worth about 10 pounds, then gold's going to rule. Was it B.A., Mr. T? The golden rule is the man with the gold rules. So I reckon you want about 20. You've got just enough money with 10 grand to buy a Krugerrand or a, um, a gold coin, a sovereign or Brita Britannia coin. Physical gold coin. Some people are, oh, yeah, you can store it online or digital gold. Not a fan. I'm not a fan personally. I think it needs to be physical and you need to own it. Now, the downside of owning physical is you've got um, storage and insurance that has to be done. So that's got to be considered and safe. Maybe you have a safe or a safety deposit box. But I would start with your 10 grand of investing about 20-ish percent of it. Depending on the price of gold, you can probably get a Krugerrand or a, a gold coin. That is physical. It's real. In, in current times, that's quite valuable. Certainly much, much more valuable than cash. Okay, the next thing then I would say is you probably want about 10% in Bitcoin. Now, the more money you have, I would suggest the lower percentage you should be in Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin, is it proven yet? It's hard to say. You'd probably say relatively it's priced quite low, but you know it can go up and down like a horse draws. <laughs> Very volatile. I do believe that Bitcoin has proven it to be decentralized. I do believe it's proven to be scarce with no more creation. So you can't get the debasement like you do with money currency of inflation because you can't create anymore. There's no quantitative easing of Bitcoin. So I probably would say about five to 10% of your grand probably is good to go into Bitcoin. It's decentralized, like gold is sort of decentralized, more decentralized than cash. It's sort of physical, but it's sort of digital. Um, and it's, it's a modern future investment class. And it probably is more likely to go wildly high, also wildly low, than other more proven asset classes. So at the moment, we're about 20-ish percent into gold. We're about 10-ish percent into Bitcoin. Then I'd be looking at about 20-ish percent into the stock market. So um, S&P 500, FTSE 100, you know, the proven top 100 or 500 companies over decades or a century. That's well diversified. So you're not at risk in, ca in case if you invest in one stock or one company that they could go bust and you could lose everything. And I would not use a broker because you're going to keep slicing the cake of the broker fees. It's going to eat into your margin. I would just use something like Hargreaves Lansdowne, which is um, an, an app where you can self-invest. You do pay fees, but you pay minimal, minimal fees because there are no intermediaries or brokers or agents. And I would definitely be in stocks and shares ISA, not cash ISA. Now, in America, you'll have a different wrapper. But basically, an ISA in the UK is a tax-free wrapper where you can invest up to 25 grand a year tax-free. So any tax-free allowances or wrappers or assets or subsidies or incentives, any of them that you can do, you want to be doing. You know, as a business, you can in, um, invest some of your profits into your pension. You want to be doing that. You want to max anything that's got tax breaks. So um, 25 grand a year is really 
The only thing that's properly left for the average layperson to invest without um, tax. And it's called an ISA. And I would do a stocks and shares ISA. So about 20% of your far 10 grand is going to go into the stock market diversified across the top 100 or 500 companies. Okay. Now, when you've got more money and you can take more risk, you might go to emerging markets because you might say, for example, I'd rather be in the, the big China companies than the big America or English companies if you believe China's going to become a big power, for example. Or you wouldn't call China an emerging market, but a lot of people invest in the top 100 companies in their, sit, in their um, country. But, you know, you might look um, further afield or some, I have some emerging market funds. But that's if you've got more money, you can take more risk. Emerging markets are higher risk. Okay, so now we've covered about 20% in gold, about 10% in Bitcoin, about 20% in stocks and shares ISA, maxing your tax-free allowance. Uh, then I would buy, I think a anyone in their investment portfolio should seriously consider watches. Now, I have a passion for watches, so that helps. But watches are one of the few... They're basically seen as a liability by the government because they kind of are because most of them go down, but some of them go up. So you've not got a strict tax laws on them. And the right ones like a Rolex Daytona or something like that have proven to go up in value. Now, with 10 grand, you can't even buy half of a Rolex Daytona at the moment. So I'm going to give you a little tip off here. And that is the moon swatch. It's a collaboration between Amiga and Swatch. It's called the Moon Swatch. And they're £207 new. They do nine editions, I believe. They're all based on, there's the moon and then the planets. So I think that's nine or ten. And if you can get one, 207 that is under value. They're worth more. They're trading at 330 400 500 plus secondhand on the grey market. So every time you go in a city where they've got a swatch shop, go in and ask if they've got any moon swatches and just buy as many as you can get. I think they'll, they'll have a, a ceiling, a maximum. They might let you have three. Buy as many as you can. 207, get three of them. Get as many as you can. Now, um, I, I've bought all by the Neptune. The Neptune is going for like three grand <laughs> for a £207 watch. Um, but I've got all the others. And... Um, that they're going anywhere from what 32330 up to 3000 pounds depending on which model so it's called the moon swatch and it's a collaboration between amiga and swatch in the long run i think in, look remember i'm just telling you my opinion and my experience there's no guarantees in any of this do your own research but swatch is the lower value brand amiga is the higher value brand an amiga will cost you 5 or 10 grand a swatch will cost you 70 quid 100 quid so who's getting the, the leverage benefit of this brand collab? Well, essentially, Amiga are pulling Swatch up. So, yeah, it, by the way, I don't think Amiga will do this forever. Why would they? Because ultimately, Swatch are the ones that are getting the brand leverage. So if they discontinue, then these Swatches, these Moon Swatches, I think could go up in value quite a lot as a percentage. You're not going to make millions out of them. Of course, they're only a £207 watch, but... This is a how to invest 10 grand, not how to invest 100 grand. If it was how to invest 100 grand, I'd probably be looking at a Rolex Daytona steel. 2005, 2008 kind of range seemed to be good value right now. Okay, so we've probably got four and a half grand left, 40 to 45% of your 10 grand. And I would put that into starting a business. So when people think of investments, they don't think of starting a business. 
Maybe because they're lazy. Maybe because they want passive income. But here's the thing. Out of everything I've just shared, the best return you will get is on a business. Because you can use your sweat equity as well as your cash equity. You know, businesses have 10 or 100 or 1,000 times um, growth or um, 10 or 50 times multipliers. You can make millions in profit from zero start in just a few short years with a disruptive, innovative business model. So I would definitely be investing 40 to 45% of your 10 grand into a business. Now, if you want the business that could be started on four grand and is scalable, because a lot of businesses, four grand is not enough to start. But building a membership site definitely is, um, I mean, you could start that probably on a few hundred dollars, maybe even less than a hundred dollars. I mean, you need payment gateway, payment merchant, you need hosting, you might have to pay a platform to host your content like Patreon, but you've probably already got your phone, so you can already do your video content. Maybe you need to buy a, I use a PodTrack 4 and a Sure SMB7 for my podcast, but you might just get a Zoom H1, $100, I think. So pretty quickly, you can record video and audio, which is going to be the format of content for your membership site. So for a hundred or hundreds of dollars, you can launch a membership site. And then you'd invest the rest in maybe a bit of equipment, but probably in um, marketing. Maybe boots and boosts or Facebook ads or um, building your database to have people to offer your membership site to. Now, I have a fast approaching 10,000 members on Rob.team. I'm not going to tell you how many, but yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of members. And it costs me nothing to get new Rob.team members because I don't do paid ads. All I do is do a Facebook Live or a podcast or a TikTok Live on average just over once a day. I've been doing a little experiment for 135-ish days where I committed every day to just talk about Rob.team, do content, and then just talk about it. And I've gained 2,150 plus members in those 135 days. I think that works out at, what, 16-ish a day new members. Now, at £10 a month, that's really, really good recurring income. Do you know at £10 a month, if you get three members a day in a year, you'll be at £10,950 a month. If you get five members a day in a year, you will be £16,000 a month every single month. So I believe building a membership site is the quickest, easiest, cheapest way um, to invest a very small amount of money for a very high return. And here's the good news. You can just start a membership site on your passion. What do you love? Like I love watches. I could easily build a membership site on watches. I love business. I love money. Um, I love entrepreneurship. And actually, Rob.team is for entrepreneurs and starting scale-ups and business owners. So I'm really just sharing my passion. It is no, I'm not sitting here thinking, oh man, this is work. Teaching people how to invest 10 grand and talking about business and money with really interesting people and recording podcasts and lives. That's not work for me. That's a passion turned into a profession. Now, it happens to sound businessy, doesn't it? Entrepreneurship and money. But yours could be martial arts. Yours could be watches. Yours could be classic cars. Yours could be meditation, mindfulness, health, well-being, spirituality, fashion, film, you name it. 
any interest that you have, you can turn your content into cash flow, your passion into your profession, your information into income, and what you already know into cash flow. So here's a quick summary. How to invest 10 grand, about 20% in physical gold, about 10% in Bitcoin, about 20-ish percent in the stock market through your ISA wrapper, your tax-free ISA wrapper, diversified in the top companies like the S&P 500 or the FTSE 100. If you can get your hands on a couple of moon swatches by Amiga Swatch, and then the rest, build a membership site. You only need probably not even 10% of the overall 10 grand to get the thing started. Might only need 5%, and then you might invest the rest in growing it. So thanks for tuning in. See you in Rob.team, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.